The Mom Buns Podcast is part girl talk, part therapy session, and loads of life hacks in between. Join two college BFFs who reunited in their 30s with careers, husbands, and babies in tow. Moms have a lot to say, and we aren't holding back. Hey, Ash. Welcome to the Mom Buns Podcast. Hi. How are you? I'm super good. How are you? I'm great. Everything's always better when we have this therapy session, our weekly therapy sessions. Hopefully our listeners also feel like they're getting weekly therapy. Let's not kid ourselves. Find your tribe, girls. Find your tribe. That's right. That's right. What are we talking about today? You know what, Ash? Your daughter and my daughter both have birthdays in the next month. And they're both turning, like mine's turning four, yours is turning three, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are in like fairy Disney, like glitter bomb cake hell Yes. right now, aren't we? Let's talk about that. Yes. Oh, yes. And it's not, you know, here's what I want to know. Like, what is your standard for the birthday party? Because everybody's standard is different. My standard is it's really about the kid, but not over the top. Like I am Pinterest inspired, but I am not Pinterest worthy. (laughs) Like I've got the boards. You can actually like probably go hack my Pinterest page and find like every single birthday party I've ever done for three kids over the last five and a half years is has its own Pinterest board with snacks and decorations and whatever. And I really just use those as mood boards, right? Like, Oh, I, I might copy this or, Oh, I might do food this way. But like the results of my pin of my birthday parties or my kids' birthday parties, probably not worthy for Pinterest on their own. If I was a blogger and I needed content, sure. But like also when you're in the middle of a kid's birthday party, the last thing I'm doing is taking pictures of said birthday party. Right. I'm usually in the kitchen or I'm usually like chasing a child or like trying to actually spend some quality time with my kid on their birthday. So like, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't need like the Pinterest pictures, but like, yeah, they're definitely Pinterest inspired. But most of my parties are like at a park in our backyard because we're blessed with like a really awesome backyard and my kids' birthdays are in times of the year where we can actually use said backyard. So like we don't shell out like hundreds and thousands of dollars. We don't invite like the whole neighborhood and the whole school like they're manageable they're reasonable but like manageable and reasonable give me a number like budgets no 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 as far as like people oh oh i don't know um on the larger end maybe like up to like 20 people like like 10 or so kids plus like the first birthday you know like the first and second birthdays it's like all the family comes because the kid doesn't have any friends. And then by the time they're like three, four, like they're in preschool, you know, kindergarten or like daycare. So they've kind of got like, I want these people to come or like these, like my brother's friends, I want them to come, you know, that kind of thing to my party. So they kind of evolve. So like when they're younger, there's more people, but it's like more of an adult party celebrating last year we had fairy birthday for my three-year-old at the time and like it was i don't know eight girls like eight three to five-year-olds like we painted fairy houses and like then some of their moms stuck around right so it was like eh, 20 people yeah no big deal like manageable and and you have a theme clearly you have a theme i let them either i pick one or like they kind of like what do you want to do yeah. Like, you know, your one-year-old isn't going to be like, I would like to do the Incredibles. <laughs> you can't say yeah, that. No, my one-year-old. No, but my one-year-old is named after a uh, golfer as well as like a family name. Mm-hmm. So, and his birthday last year was during the Rudder Cup. So like, boom, like easy, 
easy theme there. Like can definitely get that one in. Yeah. Um, I might as well get those kind in while I can because next yeah. year he'll have an opinion and I won't get to do that anymore. Exactly. But the reason why you're questioning me on things like reasonable birthday parties <laughs> makes me wonder what's a birthday party like at the Ashley house? Well, because you know, it really is, it does depend on the family. It depends on the kid. Some people are like, you know what? I am not having this party near my house. I'm doing it at Chuck E. Cheese. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything that, um, requires me to clean up my house. And I get that. I wholeheartedly oh, I get, get that. Like I, I so understand because you got to clean ahead and then everybody shows up and then you got to clean afterward. Um, and so, you know, we've done the Chuck E. Cheese, Peter Piper pizza, you know, go to a place and play at the arcade game thing. Um, and I would say that's fewer and far between because we, um, us as well, we also have a fun backyard that has space. We have a front yard. Um, we have a house that fits people and we have a large family between the two of us. There's a lot of people. Um, so we're looking at, I mean, like we had a blowout for my first, my first kid's first birthday. It was huge. I want to say there's like a hundred people that came. It was like legit huge. Nice. And, um, and, and for this one that's turning three, it's going to be big. It's probably going to be about 80 people, but most of it's family. I kid you not. There's kids everywhere. But it's not your wedding. I know, but you know what? We got a bouncy house to throw them in. Go play. Yeah. Here's some sugar. Right. Go play. There you go. If you're um, going to throw $400 at a bouncy house, you might as well invite the whole Right. And I will tell you the one thing I have learned from my husband's family is like how to have a fun party. Cause the parties that I came from, like even like Chuck E. Cheese was like as good as it got. The rest of them were like super boring. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, we do the, we do the pinata. We do, if we can do a bouncy house, great. If that doesn't work, fine. We have bubbles and stickers and you know, you keep them occupied, but we also feed everybody. Um, and we do it around, you know, a lunchtime or a dinner time, so that everybody can stick around and hang out. And that's the fun of it is that it's not just for the kids. All the cousins, the little cousins come and sometimes we'll do a friend one. Um, and like this year, the 80 people are because it is cousins and friends. Um, but it's also something, you know, we get to celebrate the kids. We get to celebrate seeing our family, which is super fun. And, um, and it, it's really enjoyable. The cleanup afterward is not ideal. The setup beforehand is not ideal, but I have learned something that's difficult for me, which is to ask for help mm-hmm. and people will happily help. Um, and so, you know, like in the past I've had times where I get, I get super stressed out about it. Like, Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, this is not going to go well. This is, I don't know how to throw parties this big and I'm learning. Um, and I, I'm blessed with a family from my husband who is like, Hey, let me tell you this tip. And Hey, let me share this with you. Cause this, you know, we know our family's big, so let me help you. And it's so wonderful to see that of so, them jumping in. Yeah. What's like, what's the thing that you, you know, you say that you didn't come from kind of that, that childhood and that kind of major party grew up. So what's like the, the most helpful thing that your in-laws have taught you about hosting something? Cause I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, well, yeah, we host other things, not birthday parties that could get big. I want to know like what helps you. Um, you know, here's the thing is that I try to over prepare and I divide and conquer. Those are the two biggest things I've tried to do it by myself. Um, there were times that my husband's been working and I'm like, no, sure. I've got it. And I did not have it. 
I did not have it and it showed and it's embarrassing and then you feel bad. And um, so I think part of it is like, okay, this many people said they were coming, but let's overestimate for X amount extras. Or, um, you know, you start prepping three days before. And I mean, legit, like I'm baking the cake three days before because we're not just baking the cake. We're getting another one because there's enough people that I'm not going to bake cake for 85 people. Um, but I think it's over preparation so that if somebody said, Hey, you ran out of salad or where are the tongs for the salad? Oh, I've got it. Trust me. And enlist help. Find a couple of people who know how to do it, who are willing to do whatever you ask them, have them help you say, can you come a couple hours earlier? Can you stay a couple hours later and help me out? It would really, really appreciate it. And most of the time people want to help and they just want to like, they want to do you a solid because they love you. So they'll say yes. So just ask them. I love it. Those are my two. But That's really good. And also now I'm like, hmm, like note to self next, like next spring, like booking tickets to visit Ashley yes. around birthday yes. time. We yeah. have a birthday in April and a birthday in November. Come on down. Perfect. I'll see. November though, because you know. That'll be good. You live and it's warmer here. So Yeah, that's good. I'm just saying. What about you? Like, what are your tips to, oh, and I'm not going to lie about this one. I have, I stop and I try to enjoy the time with the family and the party. Like instead of running around like a crazy person, which the moms and the dads tend to do, I stop and like chat with people or make sure my kid's having a good time. And I think that's huge to make sure you're not stressing out. So I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. No, I will actually absolutely echo what you just said about like making sure when it's happening that you stop. Like if, if punch needs to be made, like anybody, anybody knows how to make punch, like delegate so that you don't miss the rewards of your efforts. And I've done that certainly a couple times and been like the one in the kitchen through the whole party and my husband's out being the fun, crazy one playing the games and doing the thing or talking to our friends. And I'm like, man, just here in the kitchen trying to get all this stuff. So um, you don't get to enjoy if you don't know. And then you're like, I feel bad because I don't, I didn't get to enjoy it. I didn't get to see them all play together. And I also miss my social time with my friends. at that time. So um, that's certainly one. And then like kind of along those lines, like play to your strengths, right? My husband does not want to have anything to do with food. He wants, but he will do the whole yard, like the tables, the chairs, like getting the patio ready, but also like, Hey, we should like play games. I think one birthday party in the backyard was like basically like sports, like almost Olympics themed. So I was like, great. You're in charge of that. Like I'll do the food and the inside stuff. You're in charge of that. They went shopping, they got games, they set everything up. I think I ordered the the medals off of Amazon and that was like my contribution to that, that (laughs) literally like every kid and their parents like walked out of my house with like four cheap plastic medals and I still found 40 of them um, at my house later that summer. So there you go. But you know, that kind of thing. And I do actually like to use Pinterest um, and other places just to get ideas of like, okay, so one, the birthday party I have to do in May is... um, I thought it was going to be Disney princess, but it's Minnie Mouse. It kind of threw me for a loop. I mean, not because there's not a ton of Minnie Mouse stuff. It's just like it kind of pops out of nowhere. Right. I'm like, okay, like, what do you do at a Minnie Mouse birthday party if you're for four-year-olds? Like, what are the things? What's an activity or something that the kids, that the girls can do together? Um, That kind of thing. So, yeah, like I went straight to Pinterest, started a board, like just looking like what colors, like how do people do Disney food? Like I'm just not like a Disney, Disney person. 
So sure. like it's, I've got to research it. I got to look a little bit, get some inspiration. And like I said, like it doesn't become like my blueprint, but it becomes the mood board of like, Oh, here's one of the things that I think that we can do. And then usually a trip to Michael's or the oh, craft store, yeah. um, like puts that in. So, but I feel like I'm ahead of the game. I've got a few weeks and I've already put in my, uh, zoo Lily order, right. Cause you can search on zoo Lily for like any, anything, right. Mm -hmm. And it'll scour all of the shops and give you so one day one search Minnie Mouse and I'm like here's her outfit here's a cute dress here's the plush doll here's the pencils and the stickers and the tattoos that will go into the packs here's like the mini game that I got on sale like that will go in all the thank you bags we could have a whole episode on thank you bags oh my gosh we could the, oh that, what do you think I was doing for two hours yesterday stuffing those bags yeah yeah, I don't remember that from when we were kids. No, and I think I think that the pressure to have the best goodie bags and the coolest props and the photo booth and the like to one up on the party is so big right now that you kind of have to dial it down, right? Because oh, yeah. like, is your kid gonna remember if they got a mini tattoo when they left a birthday party? Not really. Maybe for a week. Yeah. So like, look at the important parts of it. And yeah, it's fun. Like it's super fun to get all, you know, to I'm with you. I do the Pinterest thing and I'm like, oh, I could do this and this. And then it's like, okay, let's take a realistic look. Yeah, exactly. And what can we pull off? <clears throat> yeah. And like, I love my children, but their bank accounts huh. would look a lot better. Their bank accounts would right. look a lot better. If I put half of that money that I could spend on their birthday party and the goodie bags and those things. Mm-hmm. And put it in their bank accounts for later so that when they're 12 and they need a good present, like I, I know where the money is, right? right. Um, like there's just something that's just so like, like as you're saying, like the one upness, the the Pinterest like pressure is is it's real and you get you can get sucked in so fast and so hard. And before you know it, you've got not just one bouncy house, you've got the bouncy house with the pool and the water slide. And like in the other one for the babies and like, and now you're out 1200 bucks for a party that you're in the kitchen putting on like, man, like think about the things you could do with the money. And I'm sorry, but like, I just don't roll in a way that I, that we can drop. If I'm going to drop a thousand dollars on my kids' birthdays. I'm going to buy them a playset. Yeah. Like that's, that's just what's important to our family mm -hmm. and how it is. Not to say I don't love to go to those parties. Not to say that we don't, my kids would rather go to the JJ jumps and the trampoline parks and the play things every day. If I was like, your birthday is at, and I, and I was like, cool with writing the four or $500 check to do it. Like some days you wish, I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah. Some days I wish I could. And right. for me, it's like, nah, I'm still kind of like, nah, DIY. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. Hands down. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. And we're back. And just to wrap up this birthday party conversation, I did want to ask you a question. Um, what, how do you handle when like friends or family come over that your kids aren't super familiar with, um, that, you know, only see these people a couple times a year or what have you. And those like usually older relatives or people that they're not familiar with, like go in for like the massive like hug, kiss, like uncomfortable to your child, uncomfortable to watch, like <clears throat> invading invasion of personal space. Like what do you do? 
That's a hard one. I will tell you that's a hard one because you don't want to offend the older relative or the friend or whatever. Like you don't want their, your child to be like, oh, I don't know you. I don't, you know, thanks for coming to my party. Go away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fine line, I think. And we, um, my kids are fairly good about saying if they feel like I don't want to do a hug right now. We usually say, can you give them a hug and say thanks for coming? You know, especially if it's, you know, an auntie or whatever, but I struggle with that because we, we do say, you know, give them a hug and say, thank you or whatever. And I, it's a conversation that we've had before. Of Okay. Do you force them to hug somebody if they don't want to? Um, because that is their own personal space. And you know, you can see when kids are little with their siblings and they argue about like, get your hand out of my face. They clearly (laughs) know their own boundaries, right? Yeah. Especially in the back of a minivan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know that one. Yes. So it's like, okay, well then what do you do? And so I, I tend to keep an eye on the situation if I can and say like, if I can tell that my kid's a little uncomfortable, I'll say like, oh, you could do a high five instead. And a lot of times grownups will be like, we're not grownups. I say grownups. I mean, older <laughs> relatives. And like, we're not grownups. Come on. We're still in no. college. Yes. Yeah, um, but then, you know, they're pretty receptive to it. So far, no one has gotten offended. But I also, it's, it's hard for me to say because I don't want anyone to get hurt feelings. But I also don't, and I, I'm the mom of two girls, so I also don't want them to think that it's okay for people to invade their personal space if they don't like it. Yeah. That was, that's a very hard one for me. What do you do? It's so weird. Like you said, like you think about like the implications of, you know, what happens if you force somebody to be okay with this or comply with this? And then like, you could just, you know, manifest that in your own head, you Mm -hmm. know, your very worst nightmares. So I, I just know that naturally, I don't know when it, like why I started doing it or like if that was really on my mind when I did, but when my oldest was younger, like, one to two and that became kind of like a, okay, can you say goodbye? And it's, you know, could be blow kisses or whatever. Naturally, I just came up with hugs or high fives. Oh, I like that. And it's just like, it gives the cho- the, the child an option, but it also sets the expectation for the adult yeah. or the, the recipient, right? Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to say goodbye. Can you do hugs or high fives? Well, now that adult knows that the child has an option because they've heard it and they're not going like please don't don't push the limit there Mm -hmm. but I most adults I'm trying to think of a situation where that it didn't go well but I can't so that's a good thing um but where they'll be like you know like they'll put a hand out you know they'll go for Mm -hmm. a hug if they don't get it they'll put a hand out and then you know they kids love to give high fives so that's easy or blow a kiss or fist bumps yeah, fist bumps, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of alternatives, but I think just verbalizing that in to facilitate that interaction, mm-hmm. you have to be present, but um, has always worked for us. So the kids know that. And my kids are kind of shy around people they don't really know or like when the attention gets turned right to them. So if it's like, hey, we've been hanging out at my grandma's house for three hours, right? Like they're shy when they get there. And they don't, but they'll, you know, they'll give her a hug. And then when we leave, like, it's either like, it's hit or miss. Like, they'll go give her a hug or they'll like try to run out the door. So like, stop, like, high five, blow a kiss. Now the baby, well, I guess he's he's 18 months. The baby though, like, has been blowing kisses for like, I don't know, 
nine months, six months already. So it's like the cutest thing in the world. So like him, I'm just going to be always like, blow kisses. You're fine. Right. Because it's like, you're super cute. Thing, buddy. Yeah. But he will. You say goodbye to say goodbye, blows kisses. And it's like the most adorable thing. So everybody likes that. Right. Right. But you know, he sees, he sees the high fives. He sees the fist bumps and, and he'll take care of that. And so I've learned that verbalizing really helps like just set that expectation and Mm -hmm. It, it, and it doesn't let your kid get out of an interaction that is important. Right. Right. They need you to learn. Don't be rude. And we yeah. have that conversation. Please don't be rude and just walk off or don't say thank you for a gift or whatever. But like in my husband's family, they have, uh, you know, they say thank you with their love because they're so kind and caring. And so every time, you know, at Christmas time or birthday times, it's thank you. I'm going to give you a hug. Thank you for my gift. And that's very important. It's important to me that my children, you know, say thank you and and do it appropriately. Um, It's important to them because it makes them feel acknowledged and cared about. But it's also, it still falls under that category where sometimes I'm like, is that, you know, what, what, what do I do? Like, cause I know they want to hug their grandparents. Like I know that. Um, I think though, where it gets, it gets easier for me. and, And I don't know if this is, the same way with you is that when it's strangers because I've had strangers want to hug my kids and I will like kind of push the kid back and be like hey do you want to give them a high five or a fist bump when I don't feel like it's appropriate because I just met you you're a a, an employee at the grocery store and I don't know you at all um or you know um we were in another country and the girls were talking to these nice ladies who are traveling they were on a layover and I think they were flight attendants and they wanted to take pictures with the kids. And so I asked them, is that, you know, is that okay, girls, you guys want to do that? And they were like, yeah, you know, and they played with the girls cause it was a, a nice, you know, innocent interaction, but you never know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, obviously it's the same thing. You have to be present, but I feel like that's an easier situation where I can be like, yeah, I don't know you and you can't touch them. Like, Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they get that too you know, they're like, I don't know who you are. Like, I'll give you a fist bump and I'll, or I'll give you a high five. But I think it's, it's a little trickier when you're related to these people or you've known them for forever. It's a family friend or whatever. Um, and I think your solution is a really good one. Oh, thank you. I like yeah. that. My mama bear claws just like kind of came out when you were talking about that. Like, yeah, if I don't know you, if I just met you, if you're someone in the grocery store, like, great, you can interact with my kids, mm-hmm. but I am right there. Right. Yeah. I am yep. watching. And, but what I do like is, is hopefully, you know, my oldest is turning six later this year. And, you know, I think he can speak up for himself, right? Yeah. Like somebody offers one thing, like he, he understands that he can pivot mm-hmm. and, and offer something else. Um, so like, you know, but you taught him that because of what you've instilled and I'm going to set the tone for what this interaction looks yeah, like. Yeah. Right, right. And right. that's huge. So good job. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, one gold star for the week. Again. Yeah. What? Yes. You get one gold star. Can I put that on my chore chart? I think, yeah. Right. What do we get at the end of the chore chart? Butterfingers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that's really important. And I think it's an important conversation to have. And it's, I think too, I don't know. And you could tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think because I have two girls, then I'm a little more sensitive about it. Maybe it's, be, you know, I don't know if boy moms and I know you have a daughter. I'm aware of this, but I'm just saying like, is it different for the boys or the girls? Because I'm so extra 
I don't know if sensitive is the right word, but it's a, you know, it's like these kind of conversations I'll have with my husband and he'll be like, Oh yeah. You know, like that's a good point. You know? So we talk about it, but is it different when you're a mom of a boy? I think it really is child dependent, right? So mm-hmm. at least my oldest, he's sensitive and he's, he's shy mm-hmm. at, at first interaction. So like I've kind of always been, and he's my first one, pretty proactive. That's probably trickled down to my daughter. Now, you know, by the third one, like everything goes out the window. So I think, I, I think I'm aware, <laughs> but I, it, I'm not hypersensitive to it unless it's specific to like my daughter. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, in my worst case scenario, horror story brain, yeah. like it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl, right? So um, you're just an innocent child. But you brought this up and I was going to ask you this question before we wrapped is um, like a lot of things that moms think about and care about and dissect um, over and over and over. This is one of them. I find that sometimes my husband is unaware or does not understand like the whole mama brain around a subject like this. So you mentioned that you talked to your husband about this. Is, is this something he's like proactively thinking about or is because it's come to light through your conversations or because he's seen you interact with the girls to mediate between like mediate interactions, is he more aware of it now or has he always been proactively like thinking about this specifically personal space? I think that's a good question. Um, I can't remember because we had the conversation so long ago. I mean, I say so long. We only have a four-year-old. That's our oldest one. <laughs> so long ago. Kid so years are like dog years. Yes, they are. Um, but I think, it, I think it was one of those situations where I had seen an article about it and I kind of brought it up to him and said, like, what do you think about this? Because I've been, you know, thinking about this. And he's brought up similar topics to me. Um, but there, there have been things that, you know, maybe he doesn't think about because he grew up in as a male and I grew up as a female. So obviously it's, it's different in that regard. Um, but I'm very lucky because he's always very open to hearing what I have to say. And if I don't completely understand something or I don't know the science behind it, he's like, let's, you know, figure it out. Let's do some more research so that we can find the best possible solution for whatever it is that we're discussing, whether it's this or something else. Um, and so he was really open. He's always really open to, Hey, what do you think about this? Um, which is fantastic. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you're right. Our mama brain goes 20 miles an hour and you think of what, you know, the worst thing that could happen. So you're like, well, if this happens, then I need to take care of this and I need to fix this. And, and, you know, and so I think sometimes he'll go, babe, you're a little, that's, it's a little, you know, zero to 60 here. Maybe you should lay off the gas a little bit. But um, he he always listens, and I think it's always worth a conversation with your spouse. I mean, yeah. how do you guys handle it? Is that something that he brings up to you, or you bring up to him, or no, no? <laughs> yeah, I don't even have to verbalize on that one. Um, no, he thinks about it, but I think more so because, like, he's now experiencing like wait when a baby is like what zero to three, and you've got diapers, mm-hmm. right, or pull ups and things. Like, you're just used to like there is no personal space between you and your kid. Mm-hmm. But as a dad of boys and a girl, um, and the girl, my daughter's going to be turning four, like, you know, she goes to the bathroom by herself. Like she wants help with like turning the bathroom fan on or like maybe flushing when you're done, but she doesn't really want help 
the rest of the time. I got this. I got mm-hmm. this. Don't, don't come in. Mm-hmm. However, she's four. Right. Things don't always get clean. I'm not <laughs> I'm always here to help. It. <laughs> right. I'm not always here to help. And so like there have been th- like times where he's had to like, she's come to him and like something hurts or, you know, can you help? And he now is thinking about it because it's very real in this interaction of like, well, that's my daughter, but it's also kind of weird. So like, right. I want to, you know, like what's the best way. So we've had some of those conversations recently. And I wonder like, you know, like I'm the same way with me and the boys, right? Like right. I'll help, like I can, I'll do whatever. But like when it comes to teaching them how to pee standing up, like I don't want to do that. Like I'll throw some Cheerios in the toilet. And there like, you go. that's about as far as those lessons are going to go. I don't do that. So I don't know how to teach it. Right. That's on you. Right. Right. And, and not everybody has that luxury, obviously, of like, sure. you know, but um, I think that's where his wheels are kind of starting to turn. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, like, I understand how uncomfortable this is. And she's my daughter. Like, what if it was a kid on a soccer team? What if it was, you know, like, either in a place where he's like a trusted person or right. like, or knowing that your kids got to sometimes ask for help in other places. Right. So, yeah. But, yeah. But I think that we came up with some pretty good solutions, right? Like, obviously, I think so. like, have, have a plan as a family, right? Yes. You and your partner, like, have a plan of, of how you want to do that. Verbalize your expectations of any interaction so that everybody from a child to an adult can, uh, can understand what that expectation is. Right. Give the child a choice, right? right. It's certainly something that it's respectful on both ends, but don't give them the choice to bail. Like we don't want the kid to bail because that could be rude. And right, you want to you want to raise a polite person, but there's a there's a line you have to draw, and I think it's only fair. And probably in the next episode, I want to ask you like how you define things like the word rude, like because I'm sure your kids also ask you things like what does that mean? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm not a dictionary, but here's what I think. So, anyways, we'll get to that next time. That's another episode. Ladies, come find us at mombuns.life on Instagram, on Facebook, and mombuns.life on the web. And come let us know what you think, uh, what you need to say, because we're here to listen. Yep, we always are. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Mom Buns Podcast. And don't forget to catch our latest episodes wherever you find all your favorite podcasts. Feel free to leave us a review and spread the word if you like what we have to say. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Have a good day. Bye-bye.